Hey everybody, welcome to today's Take Heart. Hope you're doing all right. We are going through a massive time of challenge and one of the questions that uh, I've been asking is where should we be looking for hope and for help in these days? And there's obviously lots of places where people are trying to make a difference remarkably. You know, charities are doing fantastic things, the government, for all the, you know, whatever your politics, there are people trying to, make, trying to make the best decisions they can. Then you've got... Um, individuals who, who are shining lights and it's good to kind of like look around and see the best in everything around us and yet at the same time um, in a time of persecution which is the New Testament church's experience they wrote to other Christians who were going through persecution and there's a constant theme throughout it runs like you know when you see Blackpool through a stick of rock it runs all the way through the New Testament and it's just this encouragement to fix our eyes, fix our, our hearts as it were, the attention of our hearts onto Jesus himself. And the question is, okay, well, how do we do that? If, if we're to fix our eyes on him, how? And there's lots of practical ways we can do it. One is worship, another would be prayer, a third might be silence and solitude and just getting apart to be alone with him. Um, but another one that's really practical is to read the book, is to read the Bible. Uh, this helps us put our eyes on him. And as a church at Soul Survivor Watford, we're about, we're about to start on Monday a seven-week kind of like series looking at John's Gospel. Um, as part of that as a church, we're going to be reading through the Gospel of John a little bit every day. You would be so welcome to join with us if you want to do that. Um, you can just go to soulsurvivorwatford.co.uk and go to the Eyes on Jesus section of the website and you'll find a reading plan there. And so some of us, I'm going to be doing this um, with Beth. I'm going to be doing it with a few other friends as well. We're going to be sending each other little messages every day to encourage each other and share what we're discovering about um, Jesus. But the purpose of it is not to get through John's gospel. The purpose of it is to come to Jesus. It's to have our hearts drawn close to him every day that we go through this challenging time. And it's a really practical way of doing that. In John's Gospel, and Mike and I are gonna be kind of like picking bits out of John's Gospel for the next seven weeks of Take Heart. So hopefully you still be able to, um, I hope it still be helpful even if you're not reading through John, but in John's Gospel, there's a conversation Jesus has with the Pharisees that gives us an insight into how he views the scripture. And he says, this is in John chapter five, verse 39. You study the scripture diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, and yet you refuse to come to me to have life. And he's criticizing the Pharisees, and he's saying, look, you're making a mistake, which is you're reading the Bible, and you're refusing to come to me. And what we wanna do is we wanna do it right, which is we wanna read the scripture in order to come to him, because they point us to him, because they lead us to him. And if I was to give one reason, I've been giving it to myself for the last few weeks, why to read this, the Bible regularly, the reason is relationship. It's not, the Bible is not an end in itself. The purpose of it is if, if we wanna have a healthy, thriving relationship with God, then, then we, because we want that relationship, because that is our desire, we read the Bible. Because it's the key to relationship with him. And that's for a number of reasons. So I, I remember just before I got married, I asked a friend who, who had a great marriage, you know, old person, great marriage, one of those people. 
I said to them, can you give me the key? You know, what are the three top tips you've got for a, for a successful marriage? And he said, number one, communication. Number two, communication. Number three, communication. <laughs> I've never forgotten that. Communication, communication, communication. And, and that's not just true of marriage, that's true of any great relationship. It, you know, communication is in so many ways like the lifeblood of it. And in times of stress, what tends to happen in every relationship, I'm sure we've all experienced this over the last seven months, I certainly have, is that it's, it becomes so much harder to communicate well. Miscommunication, you know, when we're under pressure, happens more and more. And, and so what we have to do is we have to, we probably all have blow-ups with friends or with colleagues or with, you know, partners. Um, what we have to do is when we're under extra pressure, we have to take extra care to communicate clearly and to communicate well. And um, the Bible is the primary way that God communicates with us. It's by no means the only way. So the Bible shows it. You know, God communicates in all sorts of ways through creation, through words of knowledge and prophecy and lots of ways, but it's the primary way. This is how he speaks to us. And so at a time of pressure and a time of challenge, it's all the more important that we are intentional about keeping those channels of communication open and listening. It's about communication. Communication is key to relationship. And this is how he communicates with us. Um, when when uh, I start to think about the fact that these are words from God, not just words about him, it, it changes my perspective as well on reading the scripture. So the Bible's written by human beings um, in you know contexts and cultures that are different from our own. We need to interpret it in that light. Absolutely 100% written by human beings. And yet at the same time, it's also 100% inspired by God. It, it, the Holy Spirit has breathed these words, as it were, through human beings. Um, and so it, they're words not just about God, but they're words from him. And that changes the way that we read them. Again, because of relationships. So um, there have been a number of people in our church who got married in recent years who met online. It seems to be the way that we do it now. And, uh, you know, particularly in lockdown. <laughs> Um, and, you know, when you're meeting somebody online, there's a lot of messaging that goes backwards and forwards. There's a lot of sort of like carefully crafted, how can I say this in the funniest, most appealing way possible to make myself look awesome? There's a lot of that kind of messaging going on. And there's also an awful lot of message analysis that happens. So you will receive a text from, from her and it will be like, okay, I'm going to break this down and I'm going to just, what does... What does she mean by this? Like, you know, and, and you might kind of start to sort of really chew it over and really reread it and reread it and reread it. You're trying to work it out. And you don't do that with any message. You do that with the one that's from her because it's from her. And in the same way with scripture, we understand this is, this is from God. And so when we read it, it's like, what, what does he mean by this? I don't understand this bit. And so we chew it over and we think it through. What are you trying to say to me? And the other thing that happens is when you get a message from her, what lots of us do is when we try, we try and work it out ourselves, but also we get on the phone. We ring our mate and we say, you know, she said this, what do you think? She's only sent me two kisses this week. Last week I got five kisses on the end of a message. I, maybe it's going the wrong way. 
what do you think I should say back? And then you send your reply and then you, she gets, you get the reply back and you ring him again. It's like, hey mate, this is what she said. I think we're, I think we're doing well. And you pull it apart together. Do you know what? That's a kind of a, I think, quite a helpful picture of what a Bible study is meant to be. You know, we read through a bit of this and then we get on the phone and we say, hey, what do you think he means by this? I just read this. Or have you seen this? I think this is amazing. And we pull it apart, but we don't pull it apart because we just want to break it down for its own sake, but because these are from him and it's about relationship and he's speaking to us. And we can share with one another what we're discovering about the one that we love and the one that loves us with an undying love. The other thing that we'll find when we read the scripture and we understand it's about relationship is this. God will argue with us. That's what relationships involve sometimes, disagreements. And uh, he'll father us. You know, with my boys, I do not let them just do whatever they want. I'll say to them sometimes, no, Judy, you cannot eat chocolate bar number 20. No, Josiah, you cannot play Mario for 15 hours straight. And they'll kick off and they don't like that. But I know that I'm doing it because I love them. And I do, for a short period of time at least, know a little bit better than they do. When we read the scripture, the father will father us and he'll say, no, Andy, you can't do that with, you know, you can't just do whatever you want. Andy, you do need to do this even if you don't want to. And I don't like it. But also it's like, but that's how he's, it's one of the ways he, he fathers me and he knows so much more than I do. And he'll argue with me, not just about, you, you know, what you do with your body or your time or whether you forgive somebody, but also for lots of us, we don't think we're worth very much. Well, when we read the Bible, he'll argue with us about that and he'll say, you're worth the life of my only son. We might think there's no hope. He'll argue with us and say, I am your hope. We read this in order to come to him. Where do we look? We look to Jesus. How do we do that? We read the scripture because the scripture points us to him.